3: Every
2: day
0: From the friendly confines of Peak North, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, and on this emergency episode of Locked on Thunder, we will tackle the Paul George trade from as many angles as we can possibly get in over the next 20 minutes. And who knows, maybe tomorrow there's another emergency episode of Locked on Thunder because maybe we're talking about a Russell Westbrook trade. But coming up on today's episode, we'll talk about the possible landing places for Russell Westbrook, whether or not I thought ESPN gave Sam Presti a fair grade on the trade to the Los Angeles Clippers. Do I even remotely think that we'll see Shea Gilgorius Alexander or Danilo Gallinari in a Thunder uniform? And what does this mean for the fan base? When should the Thunder have been blown up? Did Sam Presti make the right decision by not blowing up the Thunder when Kevin Durant left? And when did the Thunder actually know that Paul George wanted out of Oklahoma City? Because I am not inclined to agree with my media brethren on this. And I will give you the telltale signs of why I think the Thunder knew a heck of a lot earlier than maybe what's being reported. If you don't know who I am, my name is Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm the co-host of The Pat Jones Show, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven, which you can find at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And don't forget, today's podcast is all our podcasts being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't be hate-liking your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. And, hey, get rewarded basically everywhere. Be there, do that, hotels.com. Well, the reason I'm a little late in getting this podcast out to you, and I know a lot of people work a little faster than I do, is I wanted to let the dust settle on this, get my bearings about me, and see just exactly what the Thunder got in return for Paul George. Because as you're listening to this, I'm sure by now you've kind of wrapped your head around the fact that Paul George is going to the Los Angeles Clippers, more importantly This extraordinary run that the Oklahoma City Thunder been on the last 11 years has come to an abrupt halt and there's still more work for Sam Presti to do. So let's look at what the Thunder got in return for Paul George and see what kind of impact that that may have on this team for the future. Now, I will tell you, I completely disagree with ESPN on the grade that they've given Sam Presti for this trade. They've given him an A. And that was probably your initial reaction, that was my initial reaction, and I was thinking the whole in-Sam-We-Trust kind of perception with him and draft picks. But if you think about Sam Presti for a second, outside of the lottery, what have been Sam Presti's best draft picks? Probably in order, you would say you would say Stephen Adams, you may say Reggie Jackson, um... I think Andre Robertson is a guy that, if you look, he has been a successful draft pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Terrence Ferguson has been successful, but Sam Presti's resume is also littered with the likes of Perry Jones. It's littered with the likes of Cameron Payne and a ton of guys that didn't ultimately turn out, which we are now finally starting to see Sam Presti take the blame for, a la a guy like Alex Sabrinas who, unfortunately, suffered from some middle issues and wasn't able to compete this year. I don't know if I can pin that that fully on Sam Presti, but it didn't work out. And therefore, you've got to hold Sam Presti accountable for this. So the Thunder, with the draft picks they get in return, you get this unprotected pick from Miami in 2021. Okay, that's great, but that's all predicated on where the Heat are going to finish And with them picking up Jimmy Butler, you would think that they would be a team that would finish outside the lottery, so there's a late first-round pick. Maybe you trade it, but certainly I don't think that a difference maker's coming out of that one. The unprotected first-round pick from the Clippers, great. Um, The Clippers, for the most part, if they're as good as everyone says they are, which I firmly believe they're the favorites to win the NBA championship right now. Then you're talking about the 30th pick overall. I don't know what that's worth in value as far as trading, and generally difference makers don't come there. A top 14 protected first-round pick for Miami in 2023, which you'll probably get to use. Uh, unprotected first-round pick from the Clippers in 24, uh, 2024 and 2026, and then the right to swap in 2023 and 2025. But I would think that depending on the state that the Thunder were in, When you're swapping for those picks, you're going to have better draft picks or or you're going to be up further in the draft than what the Clippers are. So I don't know exactly how you gain from this. I, I think the picks, they look good on paper. It looks like the Clippers gave up a ton, but ultimately what they gave up is never going to replace Paul George. And we all know with last year watching Paul George, him play with the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was not on the court, the Thunder suffered greatly. And that's going to be the case this season. You do get Shea Gilgorius Alexander, who's going to be a nice fit for Oklahoma City and and had a really good rookie year for the Los Angeles Clippers. But I don't see him being that dynamic player that a Russell Westbrook or a Paul George or a Kevin Durant were. So it's just a nice player that you're going to have to put other nice players around. As far as Danilo Gallinari goes, I don't think he's going to spend a day in an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform. And I say this knowing I could be wrong but the dude has an expiring contract. And even though he is a pretty good shooter and had a great year last year, I look at that expiring contract as the biggest value that maybe the Thunder could dish off to someone else and get maybe somebody that they're a little bit more excited about and possibly get more draft picks for. And in fact, if you're looking to make a starting lineup right now for the Oklahoma City Thunder, don't even start because this is just the beginning of of Sam Presti now having to wheel and deal and get more done here over the next few days. You still have to wonder, is Steven Adams going to be a part of this team? And now that Paul George is gone, are you now a little bit more desperate to get rid of that contract and willing to take less in return for him? Uh, What about Dennis Schroeder? Because certainly... With Gilgourius Alexander and Russell Westbrook right now, you've got an overabundance of point guards. And I would think that even if you traded Russell Westbrook, you still want to get rid of Dennis Schroeder, I would think. Ultimately, um, you're looking at a guy like Hamadou Diallo. His role becomes a little bit bigger on this team. Hopefully, you can develop him. And he's a guy that can come off the bench. And I have to wonder, um, what Mike Muscala is thinking right now? Because Sam Presti did fly to Minnesota, tried to recruit him, or did recruit him, got him to sign with Oklahoma City, and did Mike Muscala. What was he told about the current state of the Oklahoma City Thunder? What is going through Nerlens Noel's head at this time? And now that you've signed Nerlens Noel to a contract, does he become easier to trade? We're looking at a drastically different Oklahoma City Thunder going into next year. This is not a team that I I think we can even remotely put our finger on as to what they're going to be like. The only thing that we can say, really, with with any sort of guarantee is that you went from that fifth to eighth spot in the West to now a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. And for Sam Presti, what you're reflecting on is, one, should should I have blown this team up when Kevin Durant left? which is which is one, and two, can I really build around what's here? And if we're completely honest about it, the Thunder have been on shaky ground ever since Kevin Durant left and went to Golden State. In fact, I think a, a lot of people were rooting for the demise of the Oklahoma City Thunder when Kevin Durant left. They were hoping that Russell Westbrook would be out the door, and Sam Presti was forced into a situation where he either had to give in to the fans – and give the fans hope and make the moves that he did, or he just had to hit the reset button. And when Sam Presti decided to give the fans what they want, it was built on the fact that fans had expectations of the Thunder being able to compete for championships and that the Thunder were going to be like the San Antonio Spurs. Well, as I said in an earlier podcast, if you're going to be like the Spurs, you were going to need guys to buy completely, totally into that team concept, take a little less than what they were, and give yourself a little cap space to bring in guys to help them out. And that's not what the Thunder did. Plus, the Thunder had to decide whether or not they wanted to dip into the luxury tax, which I have a feeling today, if you're asking Clay Clay Bennett, I don't know how he could say with a straight face that it was even remotely worth it to go into the luxury tax and pay as much as you did for a team that got bounced in the first round of the playoffs over the last 3 years and with that we're going to talk about the future of the Oklahoma City Thunder what we can expect here over these next few weeks and i'll tell you up in the ne- i'll tell you in the next segment in fact when exactly i think the thunder knew about paul george leaving and why i'm not buying the reports today all that's coming up on locked on thunder thanks to untuckit for sponsoring this episode of lot if you're looking for a great gift idea Um, Be it graduation, be it birthday, be it just, hey, you want to surprise your guy, then go to untuckit.com, use the promo code NBA, get 20% off, no tucking, no tailoring required. Don't be like me and grab that button up out of the closet and think you're going to look good. That's not the way this goes down. Untuckit.com is built specifically, specifically to be untucked and look good. That's untuckit.com.
2: Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State
3: Farm is there. This lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients.
0: Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G., the special emergency episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, as we explore all things Paul George trade. And I will tell you now, I'm in the minority here, and I'm not knocking any of my brethren that do an excellent job of reporting on the Thunder, uh, namely Roy Schung and Eric Horn. I think those guys are, are fabulous. But one thing I just cannot buy right now is that the Thunder didn't see this coming, and haven't seen this coming for a while. And there's some telltale signs that make me think that Sam Presty knew that this was going to happen all along. And, and 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 just go with me here on this. On this, first and foremost, you didn't have Billy Donovan signed to a long-term deal. And I have to think that if the Thunder were a stable organization, if you knew Paul George was coming back and was going to play out his contract, and you knew you were going to have him and Russ for a while, and maybe a core of those two and Jeremy Grant, or whatever the case was, that Billy Donovan would have said, sign me up for that. You know, I'll stay on as long as you need me. I think we can make this work. We're a championship organization. Let's go ahead and do this. But because you're so plugged in when you're Sam Presti to agents, you know players talk to each other you got two Southern California guys that have a lot in common, that both played at um, small schools in college basketball, that the chirping had to have gotten back to him at some point during the season that these two were talking about it. Um, I I just can't buy that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard started talking over these last couple of days. I think that this was something that has been in the works for quite some time. So as that was... When I asked Sam Presti about your off-season plans or his off-season plans with Paul George having shoulder surgeries, are you going to go after another three? How does that affect your plan, especially if you think Paul might be out for a while? And he completely blew the question off, citing conjecture and too much hypothetical and didn't want to go there. In retrospect, I look at it now thinking, okay, he knew that he might have to trade Paul George, so that's why... You didn't want to rush into any question there. You didn't want to give any of us in that room any sort of inclination that the Thunder were about to pull off this blockbuster trade with the Los Angeles Clippers or the Toronto Raptors, however it was going to go down. But I am not buying that this completely blindsided you. Um, It just... there With the way that these guys can communicate with each other, the sharing of agents, the talking of agents, the fact that the NBA is a fluid, drama-filled league, that all these kind of pieces just happen to come together. I think the other thing we have to ask ourselves as Thunder fans here is what ultimately does this say about the organization that a guy like Paul George would re-up just a year ago, and then over the year or even over these last 2 weeks if you want to believe that he decided that the thunder wasn't a good enough organization to stick around and decided his time was running out and needed to go for a championship someplace else and i think there's a couple of things that we have to consider one how exactly is how exactly good is this organization at or how how good are they at evaluating talent that, that's something that, that I'm really scratching my head on here because Sam Presti had an awful lot of misses you know, over the last few years that we talked about. And two guys that didn't really come through for the Thunder over the last couple of years, Alex Sabrinas and Patrick Patterson, definitely set this team back and did not help them realize their full potential. And even though you put together a quote-unquote super team with Carmelo Anthony and Paul George... You came up short. And while Paul George kept saying, you know, hey, this is our first year together, this is our first year together, and I don't know how many times he said that during his press conference, even Paul George had to wonder what Kevin Durant wondered, which is, can this organization ever win a championship as constructed now, and is it ultimately what's best for me in my career? And Paul George's answer to that was ultimately no. No. And how does this start to reflect on Oklahoma City when you talk about trying to bring free agents in here? Well, one, I think we know that you're not going to bring in big-time free agents to Oklahoma City, but those key role players that you need to fill out a roster, those guys that can help get you over the top, that one bench player or shooter or guy that just understands his role and is going to take it on, does he want to come to Oklahoma City Or has he heard enough things about Russell Westbrook and the organization that maybe he's thinking to himself, this isn't exactly where I want to spend the next few years. And now you've got to find a place for Russell Westbrook. And where does Russell Westbrook go? Is it the New York Knicks, which would be a very interesting trading partner, which the NBA would love? As far as what you could get back from the Knicks, I'm not sure Sam Presti wants to go down that road, but think about this for a second. The NBA would love nothing more than to have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant in the same city again and have them going head-to-head because the whole animosity angle has been played up so much and to a large extent is real. What could be better for the NBA than to have those guys fighting it out in the same city next season and the subsequent seasons after that, especially if Kevin Durant comes back healthy and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving teaming up. You trade Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. Can Russell Westbrook lead the Knicks to a championship before KD gets one in Brooklyn? I mean, that's just, that's just made for TV. Um, the Orlando Magic were possibly thrown out there. I think the Pelicans. Um, are you dealing with the Lakers? Are you trying to deal with other contenders out there? Or just maybe, you know, when you're looking for the Mad... You know, dealing with the Magic... Are you looking at an organization that just needs a superstar to sell for the foreseeable future so they can get people into their arena? Which brings me to Oklahoma City because the discussion with friends today is, well, how are the Thunder going to survive without a superstar? Well, for a while, they may have to make it. And your next superstar is not coming through free agency. It's coming through a lottery pick, which the Thunder look like they're certainly headed for. In the near future, considering right now, I don't think this team has much of a future, at least for the next two seasons. Um, and again, all this is conjecture because we don't know who's coming back to Oklahoma City. And I'm not going to even entertain a thought of who the starting five are in Oklahoma City right now because there are still more roster moves that need to be made. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll wrap things up. Putting in retrospect what it's been like to be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan for the last 11 years and what it's going to be like in the future.
3: This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients
0: Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you to GRIP6 Belts for sponsoring this. They're ultra lightweight. They have no holes. They have no flap. It's GRIP6, and they've got a special offer for you at GRIP6.com slash lock. So as today we go to our bars, <laughs> we go talk with our friends, we hit social media, we think back on what the last few years have been like for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and To be completely honest, your window has been open a hell of a lot longer than what most small markets get. And Thunder fans, I've said this for a long time, are finding out what Sacramento and Memphis and New Orleans uh, have known for a while and what Charlotte knows. And that is that unless you can get it done in a short amount of time, get it done when that window of opportunity is there eventually you're going to go through this where you lose superstars. And it comes down to this. Um, it comes down to the small markets are at a disadvantage with the way that the NBA is set up and as much as they've wanted to do to save the small markets. Uh, with super maxes and make the money is what it is where you can only offer so much on a max contract and the team that you're currently with can offer you more than the team that you're leaving for. What it doesn't do is when it comes to the luxury tax, the big markets have a clear advantage because it's a lot—it's a lot less strain on the Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, Celtics, etc., to pay that luxury tax based on what they're getting in television return. And the Thunder, look, give it up to Sam Presti, give it up to um clay bennett for being willing to go into the luxury tax did it yield the results that you wanted the answer is no but at least they went there and with all the accusations flying around the oklahoma city thunder about their cheap uh they got rid of james harden too early they couldn't win a championship so now they've lost paul george and they lost kevin durant the thunder were not a team that people accused them of that was hey uh, they just want to make the playoffs, and they just want to sell out. No, that's a team that actually tried to win a championship. Unfortunately, it just didn't work. And say this so you're blue in the face. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. The Thunder may have a banner hanging. If Russell Westbrook didn't get hurt the year after they make the finals, if Kevin Durant doesn't suffer the Jones fracture, if Serge Ibaka doesn't get hurt, Thunder may actually have a banner hanging. Unfortunately, they didn't get it, but it wasn't lack there. it wasn't a lack of trying that didn't bring them to a championship it was just some unfortunate bad breaks that didn't go their way so as we're all criticizing Sam Presti and I have to throw myself into this for not being able to draft as well as maybe he could have um, not being able to sign free agents but I think we're finding out that you know Oklahoma City is never going to attract that big name free agent you're going to have to get him in trade Hey, he did give you Carmelo Anthony, he did give you Paul George, and you had 11 great years of rooting for a team that was a lot of fun to watch. Did you get a championship? No, but I think ultimately, you can't say that you didn't get your money worth if you're Oklahoma City. And now we look towards the future, a very uncertain and in a lot of ways, a bleak future, but if Sam Presti can pull some of the magic that he did, and if not, Sam Presti can Clay Bennett hire a a GM to do it, you remember, I think this is a good lesson for all of us, is now that we've seen over the last few years just how the Thunder are going to have to operate. You're going to have to take some risk, much the way that Toronto did, and you're going to essentially have to roll the dice and hope that eventually it yields you a parade at some point. And if it doesn't... I'll take an organization that is at least trying to get there versus one that operates like some small markets, which is this is the most we can spend. This is what we're going to do. And we'll just hope to get people in seats because that's not what the Thunder are. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We'll be back on Monday, possibly Sunday, uh, depending on what else happens here. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and Thunder up. You
2: are locked on Thunder your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.